Hey folks, welcome to the Queen's Comic Podcast. We're back with another episode. And this one is uh is me, Billy Bombs, with Ian. And we're gonna go over what we picked up today, which we actually picked up right before the we're doing the episodes because we got hooked at a store that had great comics. So like we're gonna just go issue by issue. But you did uh, some serious dollar bin digging and my nostril cavities are full of dust. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. That's why we, uh, we have the fan on blast to try and get all the crap out of our nose. Fingernails are black. Yeah, word. I, I feel forget scuzzy. about that. I feel very scuzzy. But that's how it goes. So you gotta, you gotta you, suffer. You gotta dig. <laughs> well, real quick, Ian found a great issue of uh, Sandman and hooked me up with it because he knew I'm a big Sandman fan. Sandman number five. Uh, first cameo of Mer- Merv Pumpkinhead. Yep. And that's actually voiced by Kevin Smith, right? In the show. I don't remember. I think it is. It might be. But I just love Merv Pumpkinhead because he's one of the first flyers for the Queen's Comic Party, mm-hmm. and I love that character. I anything I love pumpkins. I want to get the one shot. The there's, the a, there's a Merv Pumpkinhead one shot where he's like a secret agent on the cover. Yes, that's a good book. I don't have. But it. Is that in the trades? They don't know. I have the trades. I have all my Sandman and single issues. Uh, you gotta get the trades just to keep a work. Real quick, I love that series so much that I've talked about it before having like uh, issues with, with a friend of mine who passed away over it because I didn't give him the exact run in the set mm-hmm. because every few years they'll make a reprinting of it in a beautiful uh, bind. Yeah, they do the absolute editions as well. Oh, They're I can't gorgeous. do that. Those are hemorrhoid makers. Yeah. Like I like to read them from the beginning mm-hmm. and, you know, Sam Keith is phenomenal with artwork. I love him. Yeah. And the greatest scene in any comic books is Sandman versus, I guess, Beezlebub. In a in a song off, yes, <laughs> you know, or no, a story off, yeah. or I'm a dream, and then they just destroy each other with stuff. But what was the first book that you picked? Up? Uh, it kind of ties into Sandman, actually. It's Captain Adam number forty two. Oh, is that the one with death it's in it? It's the one with death in it. Yes. And dude, and what's great <laughs> is it's not a recent book. That's an eighties no. or nineties book, yeah. right? It's it's early nineties, I think. Um, Excellent. I will pull it open and flip to the ambitia and tell you that it was published in nineteen ninety. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, what is it? Is this the cameo or she just shows up on a pole? No, page? she's she's in it. She's in the story. That's excellent. Like she's on and a couple of pages. It's the exact character. Yeah. But dude, what drives me nuts is everybody goes nuts for the action comics cover where she's on. It's a pretty cool cover, but it's this, a great this cover, predates this, it. Yeah. This is the first her first appearance in DC Universe continuity, I guess is what you would yes. what you would say. And and she's there with the Phantom Stranger and stuff too. So well, kind of makes sense. Well, real quick, um, the reason that Kevin Smith is a part of that world, other than just that, is the Green Arrow run. Is uh, His Green Arrow run is part of the Sandman universe. Is it? Have you read the Green Arrow by uh, Kevin Smith? No. Oh, man. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. In the, st- in the book, Green Arrow find, uh, somehow finds the guy who's entrapping uh, Sandman. Really? Yeah. Huh. And it's part of the storyline. Like, towards the end of the story. And it's like, that's how, like, they resurrect him from death because he got his arms blown off. It's a weird story, but Kevin Smith is a great writer. Okay, I, I had no idea. I did. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just even if it's just briefly, it's been like a good 20 years, and the 15 years since I read it, but I know it's in there, and it's part of that world. That's cool. Or, or I, may, I may be lying, and it might be Brad Metzer, but either way, it's that first 15 issue. Okay, interesting. Uh, my first, uh, actually, is two of the same book, but I didn't realize I grabbed the different covers. It's The Wizards of Mickey, where it's number eight. It's two different covers, cover A and cover B. It's a Walt Disney World book of Mickey Mouse with uh, all the characters and um, and like just like you know, it's a fairy tale. I don't even know the character they're facing off against, which kind of throws me off. But it's Mickey. It's um, the villain in the story. It's uh, Daffy. It's uh, Minnie. All these characters are in there. Yeah, fun but stuff. It's fun, but my question is like, I'm like, who's the new character they make just for this? I don't know. 
What's next up for you, Paul? Solar, Man of the Atom, number one. Oh, you grabbed it. I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. Oh, it's the Valiant book. Because it's Barry Windsor Smith. Oh, fair enough. And fair it's enough. the first issue. So it's not like a super expensive book or anything. But, I mean, I'm a mark for Barry Windsor Smith's artwork. This bag is so old, I can't get the tape off of it. Oh, dude, I don't know how they put comics in there. Yeah. And, it, and this is before boards were invented. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Barry Windsor Smith art. So the whole issue is Barry Windsor Smith, I believe. Let me flip through it and make sure I'm not misspeaking. Yeah, I'm misspeaking. It's just the insert that Barry Windsor Smith did. Either way, it's Barry Windsor Smith, and I don't typically leave his stuff in the dollar bin because I want it to come home with me. Oh, yeah. As the, uh, yeah, it's the, the art stock insert with the double spread on it. So you can make fun of me for picking solar. Man, yeah, no, 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 no. I was just curious <laughs> on why. Well, now you know. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I'm not going to lie to you with the trade payback collection. Definitely some of the Valiant books I want as a, as a trade. Yeah, that's but, and then, Some of the early Valiant stuff is decent. Well, you know Quantum and Woody, the trade paperback? Uh-huh. Well, the omnibus is a $1,000 omnibus. It's insane. Yeah, and yeah. everyone comics sold it to somebody. And they're like, you use copy, well-read, beat up, mm -hmm. 100 bucks. The guy called back angry. Oh, I got this book. My kid is angry. That's the famous uh, flipper line. Yeah. The guy was like, you know, it's $1,000 in mint condition. This is just a red copy. And the guy was mad. And he was like, oh, just forget it. Mm -hmm. People are jerks. Yeah, but you know what it is? All right, obviously, you got it for a cheap price. There's a reason why it's a cheap price. Yes. Yeah, especially if you're buying from a comic shop. Yes. Uh, and then off a website that's only comic. The next up I got is uh, Disney's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I never leave these weird books behind. I don't know who wrote this one at the time. This is from 2011. Hopefully, it's a well-known writer now because that's how they got their start. I'm sorry to say it's not, but <laughs> Ian Brill. It's another Ian in my life. Too many Ian's. Nah, it's all right. I picked up Dread Rules number one. Fleetwick quality comic. Reprinting some uh, Dread 2080 stories. All about that? Yep. It has a cover that looks like it's by Bisbee. I don't see the signature on it, but Let the word see. Lobo is written in paint in the oh, that, background. Oh, that's the, that's the poster in my bathroom. I did not know that. that you never saw it in the shop back? No. Our, our, no. I need to hang out in your bathroom more. Yeah, but yeah it's, it's Bisley. So, and then it's got inside, it's got some Alan Grant stories and John Wagner stuff. Um, I'm always happy to grab these for a buck. Of course, they're good reads. Um, and also they're a good hookup with people. That dread rules I've never seen in person. Oh. I saw the poster a million times and I just posted him. I it's literally thumbtack to the bathroom in the shop. That's wild. And next time you're down there, because the problem is it's like an elf village, I'm very short and there's a lot of pipes, and Dean has to duck everything. I do otherwise I will whack my head. The next one I got, you knew more about this than me, called it's a Peter Milligan book called from Valiant called Punk Mambo. All I knew about it was that Peter Milligan wrote it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the cover. I interviewed him a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, How is it? on my website. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love the cover because it's like a negative cover where it's like mostly white mixed in. And we did the cover. And please tell me, guy, let's write this down. The artwork is pretty bad, but it's still a cool comic nonetheless. Let's take I haven't here. read it. The New Guardians issue number two. The New Guardians. The New Guardians. You look at this and you're like, why would you buy that boring, stupid DC I know it's run trailer I cover. <laughs> it's I know that cover. You know the cover. This is the first appearance of Snowblind, who is the first cocaine-powered superhero. That's how I know it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it in one of those dudes trying to, like, flip stuff. It's it's It goes for, like, $15, $20. Um, the title of the story is Blow in the Wind. And it's literally like, look at this dude. <laughs> this guy is, he's cocaine-powered. Yeah, and you can kind of tell by looking at him that he's cocaine-powered. He's got the outfit and everything. And he fights the New Guardians, and I don't care about the New Guardians, but... Nobody does. Nobody, nobody does. Nobody that. does. 
Nobody's ever said I need a new Guardians book. Ever. Even when it was on the racks. Ever. Um, It does have the Floronic Man from Swamp Thing in it, though. So that's kind of cool. I love that character. I have the Secret Origins book with him, and he's so creepy looking. But they never did nothing with him. Not much. Not what they should have. No, 100%. Next up for me was a Cornball book, but I like it. What if the Fantastic Four all had the same power? And it's like they all become monsters for some reason. The um, it's man thing on the cover, so one of them becomes man thing. Okay, like, have you noticed? Yeah, yeah, no reason. All of them have stretch powers, all of them have flame powers. What ifs are fun books to me, they are, but the only thing I'm not gonna lie to you, some of them are terrible. The, the 90s run is the 90s run is weird. I like the later issues because it's just random stories, mm-hmm. but then they're like this Cree scroll war, and I'm like, that's so like so much going on, yeah. I'm like, unless you're super well versed in Avengers continuity, you're not going to get it all. 100%. Yeah. And I'm not. (laughs) I'm a big Avengers fan. I'm like, I'm lost. Mm -hmm. What's next up? Best of the Brave and the Bold, number four of six. It it reprints old Neil Adams' Brave and the Bold work. Oh, I was wondering because they had the Creeper on it. That's awesome. So happy to get that because I can't really afford some of the originals. They're expensive. So I'll take the cheap reprints. I still got Ryan's Ryan's, uh, Creeper comics here in a box. I want to know if they're going to pick it up or not. If not, let me know. <laughs> well, the first creepers in there, I'm yeah. dying to get it. Yeah. But, like, I don't know what they want for it. Now I'm going to go with J. Scott Campbell's book, uh, Danger Girl number four, where his version of, I guess, Hydra and Nazis or whatever. Yeah, it's just a Nazi bad book. guy. Yeah. yeah like, the lightning bolts or swats because it's uh-huh. all the same shit for these people. Next. Animal Man number one, first issue of the Grant Morrison run. I already have it, but. That's always a good book. It's a good get. book. Yeah. It's a good giveaway one. Yeah. Um, this one I got because I like any Mark Silvestri cover books. Uh, Uncanny X-Men number 259. And it looks like it just somehow Colossus has no superpowers. I like that cover. He's just beating the snot on us and people. And Mark Silvestri's fun as sin. Yeah. Uh, Mobius Airtight Garage, The Elsewhere Prince number one. I just don't leave Mobius books in the dollar. Oh, oh, I was wondering that was I saw it in a pile. Yeah. I'll, I'll just grab them anytime I see them when they're cheap. Oh, because they're, also, because they're cool. Remember, we <laughs> saw that Mobius book, and you're like, "Oh, it's Static Shock." Uh, Static. Oh, he did the cover on the last issue, yeah. Static. Yeah, and that's a low print run book, and that's super hard to find. And everybody wants it. I found the one covered in both. Yeah, I don't, I don't want it, but no. I didn't know it was Mobius. Yep. Next up for me is uh, Star Wars books. I picked it up. It's a Greg Rucker book that has a really great cover called Star Wars: Shattered Empire Number Two. Just I figured it'd be a good book because it's just Greg Luther. Yeah, it's good writing. Yeah, anything he does is good. I got Puppet Master in full color, I might add. Number two uh, from the Eternity Comics run. They had a bunch of Full Moon books out for a while. That's great. Full Moon was was the movie company, right? Yeah. The production company? Yeah, that did the Puppet Master movies. Yeah. 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 This cover, though, like it's just kind of a racy cover. 100%. Uh, There's a puppet guy undressing her, a woman who is in bondage. So figure that out. Um, next up for me is uh, Alf. <laughs> no, it's uh, him playing baseball number twenty-one. With uh, and then there's always some kind of gag character. This one is Meet the Mel Marx Brothers, where it's Chippo, Hacho, and Blurpo, and he's just making fun of the Marx Brothers. Right. And it's all Alf's. Uh Secret Origins number thirty-six. Enter in a Poison Ivy. It has an early Neil Gaiman story in it. Oh, I never even seen that coming for that's not great. It's not great, but his chin is like a looks weird. Poison Ivy's like moving up on him. That's awesome. Maybe they get it on. Probably not. A lot of green. A lot of green. 
too much green. Taskmaster number three, it's a second print. Um, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, it's the guy who wrote uh, Spider, uh, Spider-Punk. But then the introduction of Taegai Kogi. Takaguchi, I think Takaguchi, it's yeah. The idol of South Korea. Yeah. It's cool. I didn't know this existed. Ian hooked me up with this. It's an interesting character. Yeah, I love new characters. Yeah. And um, the the writer from, uh, the, I forget his guy's name, the heavy set editor-in-chief from Marvel, who got in trouble for pretending to be an Asian man for years. <laughs> and now he's in charge of the Asian market where they're trying to get more popular comics out there. He's really a big fan of that. I don't remember his name. I think it's like Brevero, but still, it made me laugh because they're, they're trying to bring more fans from you know from manga. It's a this. it's a big market that they want to tap 100%. that market for sure. I got Action Comics Weekly number six hundred and forty. Start Wild Dog, everybody's favorite. Which is that one? I oh, that's the messed up one. It's with got the homophobia. some 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 slurs in it that you're not yeah. allowed to use anymore that you shouldn't have used back then. I have the set of that, and that was the hardest one to find mm-hmm. in all of them. Um, yeah, but the good books to run. I like short stories, Phantom Lady, Wild Dog. It was like giving a chance to a lot of new writers. Yeah, it was an anthology. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up is What If Professor X uh, of the X Men had become the Juggernaut? And this one is a very popular book that everybody's always looking for. Okay. Because they just have fun with it. I like it. I had it as a kid. I was happy to get another copy. I got Doom Patrol number 19, the Grant Morrison series. It's the first appearance of Crazy Jane. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Not bad for a dollar. Oh, hell yeah. Here's uh, this one I'm happy about because I've been I'm on a Star Wars kick all day. I think this is a Walt Simonson book called Star Wars: River of Chaos. Walt Simonson wrote it. Oh yeah, any of the Dark Horse Star Wars books for a dollar. Oh, yeah, I love this stuff. I got from Graphics Express Red Shetland number four, which is a weird Red Sonia parody, but they're very hard to find and they have a following. So. That's funny. I'm I grabbed sorry. it just because you don't see them around very often. I don't know if it's any good. I suspect it might not be. But I'll find out. I'm going to read it. Totally. Next up is Anne Rice's The Mummy or Ramsey's The Dam. Number like probably 12 or something like that. I don't. There's no numbers on the front. Yeah, right, right. He's always got me nuts to figure out which one it up. I got I was happy to grab this Superman number 423 in the historic last issue, which wasn't the last issue. But it's the Alan Moore. Oh, did they Gibbons run too? It's the Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um that is an any day uh Alan Moore fan collection. Uh it's him and I think Dave Gibbons. It says Kurt Juan and George Perez. So maybe, oh my mistake. Maybe Gibbons was on the no, no, Dave right? Gibbons is the watchman guy. My mistake. Yeah. There's two issues on that one. It's this one and another one where he flies away. Okay. The, that that's the second part, which is harder to find. As we've talked about, I I'm not into Superman, especially, but I am into Alan Moore and George yeah. Perez. So he, he gets it. And yeah, George Perez is from him. Yeah. Um, these are two books you gave me, uh, Suicide Squad number 48 and 49, which seem to be the first Oracle. It's not the first Oracle. It's, it ties in the killing joke into DC continuity and it explains Oracle's origin. Oh, okay. Cause I never read it. Yeah. That's why she's in the wheelchair there because mm. you remember killing joke. She gets shot in the spine. So yeah. yeah. Wow. So it becomes part of the whole world. Yeah. They bring it into the continuity. John Ostrander is a wild man. It's a good writer. Good writer. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was in Suicide Squad, right? He had like a small cameo, didn't he? Yeah, he was the one that put it in there next to bombs. Right, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, um, another Mobius book, Elsewhere Prince number five. Just again because it's Mobius. Hundred so. percent. This is a twofer. I went outside to catch a phone call and I saw in the pile of books uh, two Marvel graphic novels I really needed. Both Conan. One was the Conan the Reaver, which is a little bit beat up, and then Conan of the Isles. Great painted cover, but like uh, like they're just filler books. 
Yeah, Roy Thomas wrote them. You but can like, get those old graphic novels for a dollar. You should. I need to finish. <laughs> it's 75 books. I'm trying to finish the same. Yeah. You're uh, close. Yeah. There's too many of them. Okay. Because I only thought there was like 20. No. no, no. And there's a lot. Yeah. And they're not numbered. You have right. to kind of guess it. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Uh, Invisible Woman number two and three, the recent Mark Wade series. They have Adam Hughes covers. What's the other ones? I've only seen one cover. He did the covers for all four issues. I've never seen that cover. Yeah. The one where her and Black Widow. That's it's, excellent. Yeah, they're nice. They're nice covers. Cover by. I don't know if the story's any good or not. And I won't read it until I have issue one and four, so I can read it in its entirety. But great covers. Most definitely. For me, next up is uh, is Alf. Thirty-seven issues of Alf. <laughs> number twenty-two, and he joins the Uncanny uh, X Melman because he's from Melmac. All the superheroes are called Melman, uh-huh. and they kick him out for being. He goes, "I'll do my own group called Alf of Flight." All right, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Good job, Alf. Yeah, good job, Alf. Up next, Daredevil number 25, second printing. It's the first time Elektra becomes Daredevil in the Zdarsky run. So many young people love that book. It's a good book. It's a good read. Zdarsky just finished it like last month or so. So we'll see what the new guy brings to the table, but his run has been really strong. A bunch of young ladies are asking me if this is Daredevil or Elektra's daughter. And I was like, no, it's Electra just of his dad. Like, yeah. Oh, that makes so much more sense. There were, the last couple of Brooklyn shows, there have been young females coming to the show looking for the, Z- the Zdarsky issues. 100%. Yeah. They love that guy. Mm-hmm. And it's a good one. Yeah. I also grabbed issue eight and ten from that run as well. Oh, uh, let me see the covers. The covers are all wild in this Yeah, They're the covers really are really well good. Done. I don't remember if I have these. I, I don't have number ten. I might have number eight. But Yeah, for a dollar, it's worth the chance. Yep. Well, here's one you gave me, Monkey Man and O'Brien. Uh, number two of three. This is an Arthur Adams series from 1996. Oh, he loves gorillas. He does love gorillas, and he draws them very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're very ape-like. Uh, up next, Night Vision, issue number three of four. Uh, it's a, a David Quinn series. Let me see the cover. That looks cool. It is pretty cool. David yeah. Quinn, who wrote Faust, wrote this. It was yeah. published by Rebel Studios. That was the other Faust. book that uh, this kid found. Faust number one. It was in that pile of books. Oh, Jake, yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. yeah I was like, one. I was very hurt by that. I was like, ah, I wish I found it. Uh-huh. For me, it was Anne Rice's Vampire of the Stat number three. Cool. I'm sorry to find that one. I got Dog number one. What is that? <laughs> Another grabbed... Rebel Studios one. Nice. So um, this was Joe Vigil, Tim Vigil from Faust. It's his brother, his older brother. And he did the art on this. And it's like, it's it's goofy, ultra violent, like bounty hunter type stuff. I'm a sucker for, for Joe Vigil's stuff. It's not quite on the same level as Tim Vigil's stuff, but I, I like it. Nice. For me, next up is Mice Templar. Number one, I don't remember if it's the first series or the second one, but I like Mice Templar. I like the trade version That's of this the one. image one, right? So image I think the image was third then? Yeah, I think so. But either way, this was so popular for a minute and then stopped. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as they went to image, nobody wanted it. Yeah. And then once they with the eyeball issues are great. I got Omen number three from North Star. Nice. It's more Tim Vigil stuff, pre-Faust Tim Vigil work. But you can kind of see like where he's going with the art, like hyper detailed, uh, very sexualized, and very violent, which is his I like guys, it. I so. like it. Yep. What's the back cover? Uh, the back cover is advertising the premier issue of Horror, the illustrated book of fears, coming this summer from North Star, featuring J. N. Williamson, Jim Kistner, Mort Castle, Paul Dale Anderson, and Richard Christian Matheson. I don't know if that ever came out or not. I have a lot of the North Star stuff, and that one doesn't look familiar. But it could be one that I'm missing. Go for it. This one I was definitely missing. It's The Mask Returns from Doug Mankey and John Arcudi. Nice. Uh, I love Doug Mankey because he's like the first guy to give me a sketch of my uh-huh. like, new book. 
And John Recruity's the writer for BPRD. Yes. I love those guys. So that is definitely like I had to get it. The Tim Vigil Street continues with Faust Love of the Damned, number eight. Yeah. I don't know if it's first print or not. Let's find yeah, out. All first print. It is first. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do a Faust episode soon. And I'll go over this then. Because I you, just I just got did I tell you I got the hardcover? No. So they did a uh, they did, they did a, a Kickstarter. Kickstarter? Yeah, ah. they did a Kickstarter for hardcover. It was limited to 777 copies. They sold signed them and numbered. Yeah, oh, yeah, they sold them up fast. Yeah, and I just, I just got it a couple of weeks ago. So for the first time, I've been a Faust fan since it came out, but and I was too young to be buying it. But for the first time, I'm able to read it from start to finish without like a 15-year gap. Well, to find the next issue. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, that's true. Because we're finding it in thrift stores. We couldn't even find them in comic shop. I have a full run of the originals. Even, yeah. that, even that last issue, which is only like 2,000 in the world, I have. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's worth a small fortune, but uh, again, the huge gap between issues. And to have it, the hardcover is oversized too, so the artwork is just bigger, and you get to take in the detail more. And I'll, we'll do a Faust episode. I'll leave it at that. Deal. I'm down with that because like your knowledge of these guys is awesome. Because some of these people that when well, there's only 777, we said of the hardcovers, yeah, that's wild. But you want you want everybody to read these. Well, okay, so they're putting out a mass market edition in October. I'll take it. Black, Black Mass Studios. All right, I'm going to look it up. Don't let me forget before the end of the day. Sure. But here's the thing. I would like other people to know about it. That's where we mm-hmm. try to reach everybody with this show. Yeah. But we sound regional. We're not. We'll, we'll do We'll do a whole episode on Rebel Studios. I'll pull out the Faust books. I'll pull out the Gothic Knight stuff. We'll, we'll, get, down. we'll get into it. This one I picked up because I like the cover. It's um, a Spider-Man 2099, uh, number five. It's the Edge of Spider-Verse, but it's like um, it's a Peter David book. And lately, he's been getting sicker and sicker and not getting enough credit for all the books he writes. Mm-hmm. When we were in the thrift store, I was looking at all the Star Trek books, and he wrote all of them. Tons of Star Trek. All of them. Yes. And tons of Hulk. Yeah, oh, yeah, but you're yeah. the king of Hulk. Yeah. The best written Hulk books are always by, if it doesn't say Peter David, I, I would skip it. Walt Simonson for Thor, Peter David for Hulk. Fair enough. Chris Claremont for X-Men. All right. I can't argue that. That's a nice stuff. Wonder Woman 197, Adam Hughes cover. Is he? Oh, that's a great cover. Yep. Her in the, her in the her Flash. Her in the Flash, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for me is uh Anne Rice's the Mummy or Ramsey's the Damned. Don't know what idea which issue it is. <laughs> yeah, number three. Okay. I hate that. I got uh Criminal number one, the icon series. So I have volume one, number one. It's excellent. Ed Brew Baker and Sean Phillips doing gritty hard ass noir. It's nice copy. Not easy to find this one because oh, no. it went over to image, so that's volume two. Oh wow. This is volume one, so this is the very first one. I've yeah, got yeah. anger issues with criminal. Do you? Yeah. Why is that? Look look over and see why. We're on the second shelf. Look at the oh, lines. the spines. The spines yeah, don't match. The three trades from Criminal. The third one does not match the first two. Yeah, that's right. So well written this book. That's that's like the worst thing to do. Set off collector OCD. Bro, forget about it. Every time I look at them, I should burn all three. You shouldn't. But I just want to read them. Yeah, I didn't. I, I haven't even opened up number three because I don't want to read it. It makes me angry at the bind. <laughs> when it came in, I said, "What the hell is this?" I hate that. Sorry, my next one is some cheesecake comic book uh, called Hero Alliance. Oh, it's got a Nike logo in it. it. Must be the first appearance of a Nike logo on the Yeah, comic. that must be it. No, you bought that for the the girly cover. Yeah, sure. And let me know when Elvis gets here. <laughs> uh, from 1991, and he's a super action. I don't get it. I don't know who Robert M. Anger is, but that is cool. Solar Man of the Atom number three. Dude, the more Barry, on the more Barry Smith. Awesome. Yeah, more Barry Smith art. Also, this is the first appearance of, I don't remember the villain's name, Japanese guy, and it, it introduces Harbinger into the Valiant universe. Gotcha. So it's, it's 
a key. It actually has a bit of value for a Valiant book. Um, I just wanted it again because I'm trying to put together that those 10 issues that Barry Smith worked on, and I think this was the last one I'm missing. Oh, excellent. Because it usually goes for like 20 bucks or so, and I don't want to pay $20 for a Valiant book. But yeah. to find it for a dollar, that makes me happy. Well, next up for me is Grew the Wanderer, and it's just, I guess, a trade? Because there's nothing on here to tell you what it's... Grew Chronicles? No, it's a life of Grew. A life of Grew, okay. It's him as a kid, but it's Sergio Agonis. Greatness. Yep. Not go wrong with Grew the Wanderer. No, no, no. Brat Pack, issue number four of five. Let me see what's it cover. We talked about Brat Pack a couple times on the show. I'm trying to finish the oh, run. Rick Veach? Yep. Yo, that guy's been writing forever. Yes, forever. Forever, so man. underappreciated. Yeah, yeah. Man's got a twisted imagination. 100%. Oh, here's a, here's a run that's very unappreciated. Shiny. Yeah, it's a Mighty Thor number 25. It's the Dan Jurgens, John Romney Jr. series. Well written, but because they restarted from one, not a lot of people collected when I was a kid. This is like 2003 or something. Yeah. Nobody picked this up because it was like, oh, uh, it's uh, not the original uh, numbering. And it's shiny. Yeah, well, you saw the shiny <laughs> and the shiny. Uh, I got issues two, three, and four. Issue one was not there. Of uh, the Crow Pestilence IDW nice. series by Frank Bill and Drew Moss. They have James Obar from 2013-ish, I think. They have James Obar covers. So even if the interiors aren't great, and they might be great. I haven't read them. Maybe they're awesome. But James Obar covers for a dollar that I don't have. Nice. Uh, me, I'm going to do four in a row. It's okay. Alf. Of course it's Alf. 8, 15, 24, 41. Funny covers where he, somehow he steals somebody's lawnmower and the toolbox. And then um, it's just... It's Alf. It's, Alf. it's <laughs> not special. What's next up for you? Uh, issues number four and six of the White Tiger miniseries with those gorgeous David Mack covers on them. Yeah. Um, I love that the stickers are Street Side Anthony's. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I didn't even notice that, but now yeah, that you pointed out, you're that's right. That's why I double glanced. Yep. Like, what is that? That's hilarious. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Mine's is a book. I mean, I never seen this in person. We always can't find it. Ryan Sibby, number 19. All right. Yeah, the minimalist cover. <laughs> Get to the end here. Um, oh, wait, no, there was another White Tiger in there, too. Issue 5. Is that, like the fir- is that like the Puerto Rican superhero from yes. the 70s? Or in- well, this is the updated version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Because a lot of fans... The first will- issue of this is a pricey book. I believe it. Uh, the Bro- a lot of people in the Bronx were asking for that. Like, yes. Oh, I don't have yeah. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Perfect for the Bronx, man. Would be, yeah. Everybody was asking. I was like, oh, crap, I'm sorry. Next up for me is an oddball book called I-Beam from Sam Hurt. I don't know what it was. It's number two. But it's <laughs> like meatball thing in the back. That cover has a, a moon and a cow and a, a car and a Play-Doh. I don't know what the hell this is. Dude, I love that. I like the front cover, too, where God is like poking him on the nose. <laughs> yeah, random books. Very random. Check it out. What's next up for um, you? Ultimate Spider-Man, issue three and four. So early early Ultimate Spider-Man books. You know, th- those are great. Yep. Uh, me, I get a couple of Star Wars books, so I'm going to try and go over them in a quick. Um, oh, oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> I got all excited. I grabbed them without looking. Uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron of Phantom Affair, number three, from, um, I think, Michael Stackpole, who's the writer. And we lost the famous cover. Like, it's a famous cover. That's why I remember it. Okay. Winter, oh, no, hold on. I got number two from that same run. The Freedom Nod Uprising. 
which is like uh, Rick Veach. Rick Veach on Star Wars is interesting to me. Oh. Rent Anderson, Golden Age of the Sith, Tales of the Jedi. I love Tales of the Jedi. Any epic collection comes out, I, have, I must have. I'm addicted to Star Wars on that one. And then the last one is actually The Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which is a famous novel mm-hmm. that came out like after, I guess, not Return of the Jedi, but the one, the Empire Strikes Back. So there's the comic adaption of it. So it says the original author, Terry Austin, but it has a youth club in a 1995 painting cover. Cool. Pretty cool. Uh, Lost Boys, Reign of Frogs, number one. Wow. Yeah, that's from Wildstorm. Awesome. Yeah. I love, I'm a big Frog Brothers fan. I know you are. Yeah. I haven't read Have you read the Lost Boys comics? Are they any good? No, they're terrible. Okay. They're terrible. I have the sequel. <laughs> For a dollar. That's the third That's the third series. The second one is about yeah. a female. Um, um, what do they call that group of uh, vampires? Okay. Uh, the cave or the lair. Right. right. The, it's, a, it's about them. And then you got me a book that's a tribute. It's an, I think this is, a, this is an Adam Hughes cover or uh, Superman vs. the Crusher. Yeah, I don't Something know who did that cover. It's great, though. Yeah. Um, it's a, a Superman vs. the Crusher, a tribute to Superman vs. Muhammad Ali. Yep. And that, thank you. There's a PC for me. Yeah, definitely. Blood Rain, number one, Tim Tyler. That's Fathom, awesome. From Fathom, uh, Fathom Productions. It's, Good, gory as hell, kind of outlaw comics from the late 80s, Faust style. Uh, Tim Tyler actually inked a few issues of Faust um, about a psychotic superhero who kills a lot of people in exceedingly gory ways. I don't know if have you read any of the Blood Rain stuff. No, I don't know any of it. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Anything I find, I kind of had to hear. It's wild. <laughs> um, and then I got a What If number 65, Archangel Fell from Grace. It's, it's okay book. This is when they started doing uh, more um, just wild stories randomly, but mm-hmm. not based on like, like, what if originally was like, oh, what if you change one or two things? Now it's just a whole other what idea. What if we change the, the entire Marvel universe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, you know, like it'd be one little thing changes the world. Yeah. Now they're just like, this is right any story possible. Let me uh, let me jump to another one Do real it. quick because this one involves um, the Justice League in a Marvel universe book called What the Number Seven. It's um, Green Lantern versus Superman, Superman and Plastic Man and Batman, Hawkman versus the Ju- Avengers, and it just rip off some of them. That's funny. Yeah. Is that stuff for you? Deja Thoris, number 32. Uh, <laughs> I bought it because it's a nude variant cover. What is he? Oh, That's wow. a naked lady on the oh, front. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, you showed it to me, and I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you did. Missed the boobs. I missed the boobs. Man, I'm, I'm, I was off my game that day. I don't know if it's a variant. Sometimes the nude variants are hard to find. People collect them, and I was like, you know what? Dollar, I'm going to grab it. These dudes on whatnot who only do nighttime shows selling that stuff. Uh-huh. Next up is uh, Married with Children Annual, 1994. I might already have this one, but I wanted the pinoff. I'll post it in my bathroom. Okay. And that's my thing. My last book, I saved the best for last, I think, is um, Solson Publications, Ninjutsu, The Art of the Ninja, number two. I don't have number one, but someday I will, now that I know that it exists, because I didn't know it existed until today. And it's literally like armed defense against the sword, defense against rear attack. What else we got? What other defenses do we have? A defense versus wrist grab. Defense against round kicks. It's it's literally a ninja training guide. Was this a comic book or was this it's more like a manual a com- it's, from? It's a, a manual from a pop- comic book publishing company. Solson did Jim Lee's first stuff, Samurai Santa. That's what I had a feeling. Yeah, and they did the How to Draw the Ninja Turtles stuff, okay. which I have, which is really cool. They taught me to draw Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. But this is this is literally like type of stuff that as a kid, had I read this, I would have been like beating the shit out of all of my friends using all these clearly very real, very deadly techniques <laughs> that are super easy to learn from a comic book and not from an actual ninjutsu expert. That's awesome. 
now we're going to go into a little bit that I have uh, five more books, but three of them make no sense. Uh, there's some of the most beautifully painted books I've ever seen. Uh, Anne Rice's Interview with a Vampire. The art in those is great. Yeah, but now I realize it's two different years because uh, the cover here is phenomenal, and it, but it's painted from 1992, huh. number five, but it's probably series two because uh, the other ones are from 1991, single artist, but there are three and four. I think there's only one series. I just changed oh, no, up you're the right. train I'm dress. Yeah. Sorry, I just read it wrong. But yeah, it's yes. Uh, one, uh, they just changed the logo for innovation. And here's a book that showed up over the weekend at Big Apple Comic-Con that I wanted. Preacher number three. I love this Glenn Fabry cover. Glenn Fabry was fantastic. Yeah, and somebody was selling a signed copy at the Big Apple show, and I just didn't want to pay 100 bucks. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. And then the last issue is actually a big book from Dan Slott. It's where Loki is pretending to be a uh, Scarlet Witch. A lot of people want it from just the cover. Mm-hmm. It's a nice it's cover. The first appearance, I guess, a female Loki in this run. Where okay. Kind of into it. Sure. So that's the type of stuff that's never on my radar. Yeah, but it's a book it is that, a great cover, though. It is a great cover. And it's a great blend and everything. But people are always looking for it. I like the cover. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. I like that cover. That's uh, 35 minutes of us flipping through books we bought. I think we're Apologize if it sounds really nerdy, but that's what we do. Thanks for staying with us. If you have any questions, please send it to us on Instagram or even on the YouTube channel now that we have a Queen's Comic Party uh, the Instagram page and the uh, YouTube. Um, you know what we're, we're going to do? We're going to start uploading podcasts to YouTube. Even if there's no video, we're going to upload the full audio and we'll put some pictures well, up that's and stuff. That's a great idea. Because I had somebody at the comic party, Phil, shout out to Phil, because maybe you will listen to this if we get it up on YouTube. Phil's always buy stuff from me. He gave me the Art Adams Godzilla book a couple of weeks ago. I love the guy. And he was like, I listen to my podcast on YouTube. You guys should put it up. And I never thought about putting up the podcast on there because they're podcasts, right? As I go, it could just be Spotify, Apple, and Google. But we're going to put it up on YouTube. I'll do it. That sounds great. I love it. Thank you all for following us. Add questions. This one, it should be up in a couple of days, uh, the, web, the YouTube page now. There'll be two separate web pages because mine is more comic flipping. We tell stories of there. I don't want to overlap too many stories in the same books. So I try and keep them separated. But thank God I got so many comics. Word. So we'll see you next time. Bye.